Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. I'm your host, Estelle, from FierceFemaleCo.com, your female empowerment coach. If you're ready to dive in deep and learn all the tips, rituals, and insights to help you let go of the old version of yourself and unleash your inner fierce, then you are in the right place. This is your space for uncut and real conversations with real women about all things, dreams and desires, mindset, holistic wellness, balance, and spirituality. What's up and welcome to another episode of Fierce Female Radio. I'm your host Estelle and I'm so excited to be here with you today guys. We have such a powerful conversation with Rebecca Statham. She is such a visionary. She's an incredible business mentor and this conversation is so powerful. We are diving deep into all things women and business, how to lead yourself, how to break the rules and expand into alignment, which is a conversation that I just love. We talk about creating aligned offers in your coaching business, how to lead yourself first, how to go to the next level, how to stop caring what others think about you, your business and results. And we also have a really interesting conversation around how to release the pressure and detach from the results while still taking aligned action. And that's really, really powerful. Um, We also discuss money in business and how to meet your edge. So I'm so excited for this conversation. I know that you guys are going to get so much out of it. Whether you have your own business, whether you're wanting to get to the next level of your business, or you're just like toying around with, hey, like what are the possibilities that I'm creating for myself? Like what's my next move in life? I'm sure this is going to be something that is going to ignite and inspire energy within you. So I'm really excited for this conversation. And if you are loving the show, make sure to leave us a review. Um, head over to Spotify or Apple, pl- Apple, blah, 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 <laughs> Apple podcasts and leave us a five star rating if you're vibing the show. Um, this really, really helps expand our reach and really allow us to impact the lives of other women and, you know, reach more audience members. So thank you, ladies. I'm loving you and I'm so grateful that you're here and enjoy the show. Hello, honeys. Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. Today on the show, we have Rebecca Statham. She is a business mentor for women building the life and business of their wildest dreams. She's also an author and here to ignite your spark so you can live the most extraordinary life possible. Welcome to the show, beautiful Beck. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. As we were just chatting before offline, it has been like a year in the making and so much has evolved since then. This is so exciting. I can't wait. So good. So we're going to kick off the episode with some rapid fire questions. How does that sound? Amazing. Okay, good. So Beck, what travel destination are you daydreaming about right now? Well, my best friend is getting married in Malta. So we're literally planning our Europe trip in a few months. So we're going to Malta soon. So Malta, we're doing Italy and then going to Dubai. So that'll be fun because I used to live there. So that's what I'm dreaming about. But it's oh it's not God. even a dream. It's happening. So it's very exciting. I love that. I've never been to Malta, actually. Yeah, either. It's literally the teeniest island. And it's just like you would never really go there, I think, unless you knew anyone. So yeah. So cool. And obsessed with Italy. Like I've been there, I don't know, it was like three times and I, I just, it is my place. Like if I would live anywhere else in this world, it would be Italy. 
oh my gosh, you're going to have to tell me like all the places to go. Yes, 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 yes. So exciting. Very, very looking forward to seeing a beautiful trip. Yes. Okay, beautiful. So what is your morning ritual and what does that look like for you? And and I'm gauging maybe as a manifesto that ebbs and flows, but like what does it look like for you at the moment? Whenever I get asked this question, I'm like, I wish I could say like, I get up at 5am and I do yoga and I do journaling, but like it, like you said, it's like, there is no routine. There is no structure. I wake up and I'm like, what do I want to do to feel alive? And sometimes that's like, I go move my body. Sometimes it's just like a sleep in and like hang out in my PJs until 11am. Like it's very much like, what do I feel like in my body? But yeah, in terms of morning routine, it's like, I mean, a lot of the time it's like, I wake up and I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? And, and it's sometimes a walk, sometimes a, a sit and just hang. Sometimes I just get straight into work. Like it's, there's no kind of ebb and flow, but it's like, what, what makes me feel alive this morning? Like, and then I go do that. Love that. That's awesome. And, and really kind of listening to yourself and what you need in that moment. Yeah. Cool. Is there like a ritual that you do, like maybe to make yourself feel grounded? Like maybe if you're feeling a bit like frantic or things aren't flowing the way that you want them to, is it like your go-to kind of like grounding ritual? My thing is walking and it's like, there's any, like when there's energy stuck in my body or when I feel stagnant, it's like for me moving my body. And even if it's just like a walk, like nothing intense, but just going on a walk and listening to a podcast or just listening to music and just like being in my body, I feel like sometimes it's like journaling's also good, but sometimes it's just like moving my body and just like, there's just stagnation and it's letting that kind of come through. I think that's probably something that I would do, but yeah. I love that. That's exactly the same for me too. Like my go-to is a walk. It doesn't even matter if it's like 10 minutes. I feel like it makes such a huge impact when you just get outside in the fresh air, get out of your head into your body. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. All about the walking. Yes. Okay. So what is one thing you're grateful for right now, Beck? Like, what are you feeling like immense gratitude for right now? Oh, my family. I've just been in New Zealand. So we've just spent like six weeks with them and I just love them so much. So my family right now. That's beautiful. And I imagine like, you wouldn't have seen them for a while, maybe because of COVID. Is that right? It's been, um, been like a year. So so good to finally see them and hug them and hold them. And yeah, they're very special. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. And um, I don't know if I've like, besides your book, which I'm actually excited to read, um, <laughs> I'm going to actually grab that because I don't think I've actually, I don't think I've read your book. So guys, you have to make sure you check out your book, Rebecca Statham's book, Ignite Your Spark. Let's, <laughs> let's do a little plug here. Where can they find your book, Beck? <laughs> Um, I actually have so many, like, please message me if you're in Australia and I'll just send it to you because I have so many just sitting here, but I haven't sold it in so long, but it's on Amazon. It's on, it's on all the things. So okay, cool. I'm going to buy it there, but I ha- also have like 10,000 copies. I think not, 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 not that many, but I have so many copies and I, I kind of forget sometimes like, oh yeah, I should really talk about that. Like I get so excited <laughs> about my other offers that I'm like, oh, like my book. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Love that. So what, what's one book that's changed your life back? Okay. I have so many books. Like I have so many, but my favorite book is big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Like that fundamentally, mm. like understanding creativity, understanding our magic, understanding ideas and how they work. I think someone with so many ideas that comes through, it's like understanding, like I just, that book is just phenomenal. So that's like my favorite book. 
Yeah, that, you know, a few people have said that um, on this podcast episode when we've done the really? questions because, and it's so funny, like the creators are the ones that with like lots of creative energy and you feel like this is just the way that she, the way that she describes things and the way that she gives you permission to move wow. forward with those creative ideas without it making yeah. sense. I think it just like speaks to people's souls, especially the creators, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Love that. Okay, so good. Make sure you guys check it out if you haven't read it, Big Magic. Such a good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, cool, Beck. So let's dive into this. So before we like chat a little bit more about like your journey and how you got to where you are today, I would love to go back to the very beginning and just hear more about, about you as a little girl. So you speak a lot about being that woman and living the life of your wildest dreams. And it's very much about like activating this potential and igniting a spark around everyone's like unique dreams and so I would love to know like what was what was the dream of like the younger version of you oh my gosh I love this so much so when I was like five I was in a fairy club and my fairy name was Starbright and I used to just like love fairies and I think there was like an essence of magic and I think sometimes as we grow older, I you know we lose that sense of magic and I think that's why it's like really because like it's connecting back to that 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 dream and I think I growing up it was always like anything was possible like I really believe that and I don't know why it's just like there are innate knowings there are things that are in our body that we can't really make sense of but me as a me as a young girl it was like believing in magic believing in fairies believing in like a world where anything was possible and I think that's that's really who I was and so I mean I'm 27 now and it's very much it's been a big journey of really going back and meeting her and and going back to those dreams because I think as yeah you know as we get older we get told who we should be and society tells us you know you you can't you know fairies aren't real like you can't dream about that like be realistic and set realistic goals so it's really interesting I feel like it's such a full circle moment to yeah go back and be like what 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 did make me feel alive what did excite me what did I believe in and so so much of what I do now is really I guess going back to her where she believed in in all of the things all the magic all the crazy insane wild dreams that you know as a young girl it's, it's hard to do all those things because you're so young but there was this always this innate knowing that anything and everything is possible mm, I love that so much that's so beautiful and I think like what's so profound is like taking a moment to be like oh my god I used to dream about what I have right now. I used to dream about what I've created. I feel like sometimes as women who are who are ambitious and who are constantly looking to elevate into that next level, which is incredible, sometimes we forget to stop, take a breath and really just take a moment to recognize how powerful it is that we have already created and manifested so much of what we once dreamed of. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's awesome. I love that. And so if any of you are listening right now, like take a moment and just really think about like what you have created in your life and how this was once like such a dream for you. I think that's, that's really, really important. But I love this little fairy tale, like mini, mini Rebecca Statham, like a five-year-old fairy, like running around. Anything's possible. I see it with like a wand and all the things. Oh yeah. I totally had that. And I think that's, that's why I wear a lot of sequins now. Like I really love like gold and sequins and like, it's like really, it connects me back to her. It's, it's like, you know, sequins and glitter and all of that. It's like, it's so beautiful. I try and, I try and have it in my brand as much as possible. 
possible. But as well to anyone listening, it's like, you know, who were you before the world told you who you were? Because I think that's the thing. It's like we we grew up and we believe we can be anyone. We can be a doctor or whatever we, we dreamed of. And then someone told us along the line, whether it was a teacher or a parent or a friend, like, oh, no, you, that's not who you are. That's not what we do. It's not the path that you should take. So it's like going back and going, who was I before the world told it, you know, told me I should be and going back and connecting to what did I want and what did I dream of and giving yourself permission to go and, and be that and to, you know to go do that because I think that's been a big part of my journey is going back and giving myself permission to go be the one that I always you know dreamed of. I love that that's beautiful and so can you share with us a little bit more about your story and I guess how your journey unfolded from, you know, creating your own fashion label to building like a wildly successful business in a short period of time and, you know, to help women expand and to expand their lives and business. Like how did that unfold for you? That's probably like a very long story, but if you can like give us a snippet of what that journey felt like, that would be amazing. Okay. So we grew up traveling a lot. So I'm from New Zealand originally, and then we moved to Spain and then we moved to Dubai and then we moved back to Spain and then I moved to Argentina. So I think being around different people and different cultures, and I think there was a lot of my life where I didn't fit in. So I really struggled with being seen and really, you know, you go to a different school, it's a, you know, everyone speaks the same and is, is I'm like the, the black sheep, I'm, I'm the different one. Um, and so it was really hard to fit in. And I think I really got off my path and I started to, you know, I wanted to be like everyone else so you know my accent would change or my ways would change and I would want to fit in and I really lost this like spark and I didn't really know who I was and I think moving to Dubai was definitely a big thing it's like very glamorous and glitzy and all my friends had like Louis Vuitton bags and we're like 16 years old and you know it's wow. just surrounded by like next level wealth and it was always something that I wanted and it was always something that I couldn't have because it's like well we just you know we were kind of middle class and, and we're so lucky we were so, I was so grateful for what we had but compared to you know some of some of my friends that were having these crazy parties on yachts and it was just like it was a total different world and so I moved to Australia to study and, and did the whole degree thing but I mean I, I hated it and now knowing I'm a manifester it's like anyone who tells me what to do I'm like immediately repulsed like I don't want to do that you know <laughs> so I, I did uni for like a year and then changed a degree and started a business degree and I remember just thinking like why am I studying this like I just I want to go do something and I quit the degree and then I just had this idea like I've always loved fashion I you know being in Dubai was always dressing myself in like beautiful dresses and sequins and like all the things and I was like I'm just gonna go do something why would it it was like the first time in my life I was 18 it was the first time in my life where I felt alive and I was like this is what it means to be alive like I'm just gonna go do something wild and I think when we're younger it's like we have no responsibilities like it's like let me just go and fly to China and launch a fashion label and that's literally what I did and we did it in such a short amount of time. I literally saved up and I flew to China and I didn't even tell anyone really what I was doing. Cause I was like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just, there's a voice inside of me. That's like, go move. And I think when we quieten down, we can start to hear those voices in our heart. That's like, this isn't it. And I think everyone has felt that in some point in your life, whether you're in corporate or in your you know in your business or you want to do something it's like this doesn't make sense and I think the biggest gift that I gave to myself was I didn't try and figure out every step of the way because if I had I would have stopped because it's like I don't have a fashion degree like I don't know what, what I'm doing I don't know how to design clothes and so we went and did that did the fashion label I quit my job and then 
immediately realize I need to go back to my job because this label is is big and it's gonna you know I had a lot to learn in terms of running a business I made so many mistakes so many failures but it was all so powerful like that was my degree you know it's like that I learned all my lessons and probably paid the same amount but I went and did something big and you know then that journey just totally unfolded it's like I did that and then I just went on this zigzag and I ended up actually getting back into corporate and, you know, working my way through different companies and, but it was always related to people and potential. And, and I, my last kind of corporate job was, um, it was a head of people and culture role, which I thought was like the dream job. And then a year in, I'm like that, that voice comes up, like, this isn't it. Like there's something big, there's something out there. And, and that's really where the book came. It's like, no, like this knowing inside that there's a spark, there's this powerful thing inside. And, and then COVID happened. And that was the biggest blessing ever. It's like making zero dollars in my new business. I mean, the book sales were kind of coming in, but I mean, book sales aren't, you know, it's it's mm. not really sustainable unless you're getting thousands and thousands of you know orders. And my audience was very small at that stage. And I just, we, I mean, just literally from there, I just decided like, I'm going to go do this. And I just started with the book and then I started with programs and I just started mentoring just based on what I knew and based on the work that I was doing through my book. And, and it just evolved from there. And, you know, it's, it's grown, I mean, from zero to like multiple, we're nearly literally at a quarter of a million dollars for 2022, which is crazy because this has grown really quickly in the last two years, but it looks really quick, but I think as well, like, I mean, this was nine years in the making, like from the fashion label, like everything I've learned has been on that journey. And sometimes like the journey looked like it wasn't working, but now in hindsight, I'm like, everything was happening in the most perfect way. So that is a very condensed version of the journey. Oh my goodness. I love that. And so much power to you, like following those nudges, like jumping in a plane at like 19, be like, I'm going to start a fashion label. Let's fly to China guys. Crazy. <laughs> That takes incredible, um, like that takes incredible courage. Like, I think that's really important. Like you're not just being, yes, often when we're younger, we're a little bit more dreamy, but you're tapping into that like courageousness within you. And, and I think that something that stood out for me when you were speaking was the fact that one of your blessings is that you didn't try to figure out all the steps. And I think that's what really trips us up because we can't possibly know. And when we try and make logic of these crazy ideas, these crazy things that we feel so compelled to do, we just lose ourselves in it and we talk ourselves out of it. And that's where I feel like regret and resentment comes and clouds everything. So I feel like you ignited that, like, as you say, you ignited that spark within you at a young age. And then it was just about what could you do to continue to brighten that spark to be in alignment with that woman that you truly are. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. And so what would you say, like, what would you say to yourself? Because I think it's really important. Like lots of people on the outside might be like, oh my God, like, you know, which you have, you know, growing this business in a, in a short period of time and like overnight success and all those types of things that people that it's really easy for people to make judgments of looking from the outside. But there would have absolutely been moments and situations, I would imagine, where you were really wanting to get to that next level and it just wasn't happening. What would you tell yourself then that you know now? Oh my gosh. Okay, this is so good. And I have so much to say. I think like it's really interesting and I have lots of techniques for this. So sometimes when I am really struggling to hit something that I really desire, it's not even like a 
ego goal. It's like, I just desire it because I desire it. I think that gets to be enough. It's like, you want a million dollar business, like let yourself want that without feeling like, oh, it's too much. Or like all that. That's like, (laughs) I feel bad for wanting that. It's like, I have dreams in my heart that it's like, I just let myself have them. And so I've done exercises where I will tap into the version of me that's already holding it. And then I will like speak to myself from that future perspective. So I've like done this a lot of the time. And it's like, if if that's an exercise that anyone wants to take, you just need to sit there and you can tap into a version of you that's already holding the reality that you desire. And there is so much wisdom that comes through. So I would be doing that all of the time. And it's like, you've just got to keep going, like keep going, keep moving, keep realigning, keep readjusting. Like when it doesn't feel good, then shift. And it's like, I was tapping into this for a long time. So I feel like I've always been speaking to that version of myself where it's like, you just got to keep going. And it's like this continue. I think one of the biggest shifts that was made was like continuing to meet my edge. You know, it's like, who is Rebecca Statham and, and going to the edge of, of my potential. And then when I feel that resistance, it's like, okay, this is it. This is why it's not working. And another thing that I talk about a lot of my programs, and this is not an exercise that I created. This is from a book called Existential Kink. And it's this question that we can ask ourselves. And this literally like changed my world in so many ways last year. And it's what are the parts of you that get to be seen, felt, heard, and expressed by not having what you desire? There's this flip side where it's like, there's a part of us that does resist. There's a part of us that sometimes it's like we are fully in our own way. There's a part of us that's like, we want the big goal, but are we willing to hold the other side? Are we willing to be judged? Are we willing to be not liked? And I think asking yourself that question, if you want to get the, the book, um, I can't remember who, who wrote it, but it's Existential Kink, but it's like, you know, what are the parts of us that get to be seen, that gets to be felt, that get to be heard and expressed by not having it and tapping into that flip side. It's like, okay, well, why wouldn't I want that? Well, I'm afraid that I'm going to fail. I'm afraid that people won't like me anymore. I'm afraid that my clients won't resonate. It's like looking at the shadow side is going to really help us when we clear that up. That's also going to pave a really illuminated path for us to go and walk that journey. And it's something we don't normally talk about that. We just want to like get the dream, but sometimes there are lots of things at play. So I, I hope that helps. I kind of went off on a tangent there, but that is no, no, no. That's so beautiful. I love that. That's so, so, so powerful and such a great exercise. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with you when you say that because I think that so much of the time we don't even realize that like fear of success is blocking us. Like the fear of you know, are we responsible enough to hold the level of success and wealth that we that we desire? Like all of these things that we need to look at. And so sometimes like the action is and movement is so important, but we have to do that inner work in order to, to stand fully in our power. Yeah. And I used to hear like fear of, fear of success. And I used to be like, I'm not afraid of a success. I'm like, <laughs> I can hold it. And then I got there and I'm like, the wobbles happened and I'm like, okay, I get it now. Okay. I get, mm. I get this now. So yeah, totally, totally. And so if that's like, I love that. That's from like a real kind of like energetic perspective. What would be like, I guess, a tangible takeaway that you would have for someone who is trying to get to perhaps the next level of their business. Um, What would you say to them is something that they can do to really, I guess, embody that next level? From a strategic and like from a business Mm. perspective, and I, you know, I think it depends on your business structure, but from a, like, if you're in kind of an online space and like kind of even in the coaching space, a big thing was, offers and a lot of adjustment and a lot of like, okay, I'm going to create different experiences. And 
I think that one of the biggest shifts I made was a lot more boundaries in different containers. So having one really expanding my offers, having different ways for people to pay me at different investments, you know, always having like a VIP upgrade or a mastermind or, you know, and then raising my one-on-one prices because there was a lot more demand raising them even though it made no sense. It's like, I will raise my prices all of the time, not based on it should. It's like, no, this is just the designer. So it's like raising my prices was something that I needed to do to create more space so that I could go more all in with different programs and then creating like just so that there's so much in my world. But I think one thing that I ask myself all the time is like, if this had never been done before, how do I want to do it? If getting to hundred K a month or 10 K a month, whatever the, the dream is for anyone listening, if it had never been done before, then how do I want to do it? And everything I build, my, my programs, my containers, any sort of offer that I have is based off that question. So it's not on like, okay, what is Estelle doing? What is Beck doing? You know, we are, even being you, it's like, we have very different energy types. Like your capacity is different to my capacity. My energy is different to your energy. So it's like building in my own alignment. That was one of the best things to do from a strategic standpoint. It's like, okay, I don't desire to go live on Facebook every single day. So just because it's working for this person and they're making millions of dollars doesn't mean that that's my own path. And I think we have to be willing to trust our own path, trust our own energy, trust our own desires. And then I think like, what are the things that are excite you the most like I love private coaching like I'm a it's my favorite offer ever and so it's like I create a lot of experiences that involve an aspect of private coaching it's like there is but but that means it has to be a different investment so it's a lot more higher ticket that I but that's just because I love it and I used to try and create like lower ticket experiences because everyone else was doing it and my mentors were doing it like this is how you're going to grow but it's like building other structures that allow me to really build and scale. But it's like, but I, I love it. So it's like, I, I get so excited by them. I'm like, I love that structure. And I, I've built my containers in a way that I desire it. It's not like, okay, how do I build a, you know, a coaching experience based on someone else? It's like, no, how do I want to run it? Like, how long do I want my calls to be? What do I want the container to involve? So it's like a lot of like, not what everyone else is doing. It's like, how do I desire to build this? But structurally, a lot of it was a lot more boundaries and containers, you know, having less access, but also increasing prices in the ones that did have a lot of access. And that allowed me to really build sustainably. Oh my goodness. There's so much in that. That's like 20 tangible takeaways. I love that. (laughs) That is awesome. And I love, I love also that you said like really recognizing that everyone has their own energy levels. Everyone has their own interests, has their own like desires and everyone has their own edge. And the way that that looks like is, is going to be very different for everyone. I feel like we are in a world where so much of the time we're told that we need to follow A, B, and C in order to grow our business, or we need to have X amount of people on our email list or like X amount of thousand followers on Instagram. And then we can start making this amount of money in our business or we need to promote one offer at a time for a month and then have a break or like what all of these like BS rules. But when someone is like starting or when someone's feeling wobbly or lacking confidence, like their voice is, you know, isn't ignited. They're listening and they're really zooming in on everyone else. And I feel like it's really common, something that I absolutely was guilty of doing earlier on in my journey. And I just, my own voice, like I didn't, um, what's the word? Like it just, it, it, I dialed the volume down on my own voice because I was just so, 
so consumed by what everyone else was doing, those that had succeeded and that had what I wanted, right? And so I think this is something that's so powerful to talk about and something that I feel like you do very beautifully, which is really make your own rules. But I imagine there would have been like a journey or an unfolding for you to get to that place, like something you obviously would have felt misaligned in certain ways of creating offers and running your business in order for you to make that shift, yeah? So much. And I think exactly what you said, it's like, this is something that I'm sure every single person needs to go. On. And I think it's a really important lesson to go on. Like, how do we find our voice if we don't know, if we don't lose it? Like, you've got to, like, sometimes going off that path and being like, who am I? And what do I stand for? And being so off the path is the very thing that we need to get us back onto our path of going, what am I doing? This is not me. This doesn't sound like me. This isn't exciting me anymore. And it provokes that question of, well, who am I? And that's when everything shifts in our whole entire brand and vision and experience and business starts to really flourish because it's like, we lose ourselves sometimes. And that's the very thing that allows us to illuminate on the fact that, okay, well, who am I, you know? Mm. misalignment and going off the path like I celebrate that like whenever I'm like oh my god that was so misaligned like whenever I realized that I was doing something out of my own alignment I'm like that is so good because if I didn't realize it like if I wasn't off the path like now I'm one step closer to being back on my path and, and to getting closer and closer to the next dream or the next desire so it's something not to be like oh my gosh I'm so misaligned it's like celebrate that learn from that and then go move Yes. I love that. That's beautiful. And, and recognizing that like that feeling of misalignment is not, it's not a forever place. It is just in that moment and it's teaching you something. It's like the GPS. It's like, sometimes we go off path and it's just going to recalculate the different route, but sometimes we need to go off the path. And like, you know, sometimes it's like, you're, you're going somewhere. It's like, you go take the scenic route. It takes so much longer, but you see the most beautiful things ever, the most beautiful views. It's like, you've got to trust sometimes the path of misalignment. It's going to, you're going to learn things that in the future are going to be so powerful. And I, I always think to myself and I tell my clients, like, you're going to one day have everything you've ever dreamed of. And like, you've got to have stories to tell. You don't just want to be like, it was so easy. And I got everything I wanted. And I just woke up and I had a million dollars in my bank account. It's like, no, like no one resonates with that. Like they need the story. And it doesn't mean that we need to go through big, you know, crazy things, but it's like those stories, those codes, those keys that unlock to the next level. Like we need to go through things and kind of go experience different things to then go back and be able to share and to be able to teach and to be able to share our story, you know? Yes. Uh, I love that. I really, really resonate with that. And, and is there like one like block or, or something that comes to mind that you needed to like overcome in order to tap into that exponential growth? Like the back who you were, let's say end of 2019 or beginning of 2020, like what was something that you needed to overcome in order to get to this place of exponential growth and success that you have now created? Oh, there's so many things. And like, even to this day, it's like, I have feelings of like, am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Like, am I like all of those things, they get to exist and they will always be there. You know, that's my human. That's my very human part that wakes up in the morning and looks at myself in the mirror and goes like, you know, can you do this? And there are, there are so many wobbles still to this day. And, and I don't know anyone, anyone in this industry, anyone that has a very successful business that doesn't wake up with those same emotions. You know, it's really important to know that like we never get to a stage where it's like, we're just confident all the time. And we believe in ourselves all the time. It's like, there are always going to be moments where it's wobbly and that's part of our growth. And that's part of our evolution as well. So I think a, a big shift was, 
really claiming my space and really owning my voice. I think it's really hard, especially when you're new and you're like, no one really knows who you are. And then all of a sudden you decide to go out and, and create this brand or this business and people are like, well, who are you to do that? And I think that was a big thing that was holding me back was like, what are people going to think? And what are they going to say? And like, I would, you know, I would be really confident, but then I wasn't really integrating that into my life. It's like, I was really afraid. I was really afraid. And I think there was a lot of confidence that I had to build on myself to go, no, like my voice matters and my message matters. And I had to, if I was going to lead other people, like I had to first lead myself. So it was a lot of just moving even when it was scary, even when I didn't know what I was doing, it's like, I'm, I've got to be brave enough and strong enough to keep going. Otherwise, what am I doing this for? You know, and sometimes our message is the one thing that we struggle with the most. It's like, I, I spent so long dulling my voice and dulling my spark. And now it's like one of the biggest things I stand for, but it's like, you know, sometimes the very thing that we teach is the very thing that we're overcoming all of the time so it's like continually expanding continually letting myself be seen you know wearing the sparkle dress like owning my edge owning all the parts of me and letting all of it be seen you know so it's I, I think that's that's a really big thing that that you know I overcome but there's there's so many things <laughs> I love that and I think just like bringing the humanist component to it and just recognizing that like you know it doesn't matter what level of success you are you have already achieved or where you're going in your business or, or whatever the things like everyone is human. Everyone experiences doubt and com- and confidence issues and fears and all of these things. It's about what you choose to do with it. So I love that. And it's letting all of that come on the journey. It's not like you can't sit at the table with me. It's like fear. Like if you're here, like that means I'm doing something that makes me feel alive. It means that I'm meeting an edge. Like if fear isn't present in my like day to day, and it doesn't mean it's there all the time, but like, that's my reminder that what I'm doing matters. So it's like, whenever the doubts come up, whenever the fear is really present, whenever it's like, I don't know, I'm going through a whole lot of duality. It's like, this is, I'm at the edge of one of the biggest transformations ever, because otherwise if I was really comfortable, it wouldn't be there. You know, if I'm just comfortable the time, I wouldn't really have those doubts. So it's a really good reminder that like, when you feel that like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you got to do a live and you're afraid it's like, you're going and doing something big. So it's like, let it come on the journey with you. And I think it's like, you know, when you try and suppress something, it gets louder and louder, like let it be there and be like, you can be here, but I'm going to follow the dream. And like there in my world, there's like two, two things. It's like the voice and the noise and the noise is like fear. And it's really loud, but it's like, you've got to choose which one you're going to listen to. And for me, it's like, I, I acknowledge the noise sometimes and I get that the fear is going to be there, but I've got to go and I've got to, the voice and the dream has to be louder. And that's how we move forward. So it's like, it gets to be there. The doubts get to be there. They're not wrong they're not bad they're going to speak but it's like if we ignore them they're going to get really really loud to let them be there but also like follow the dream because that's the thing that you're moving towards and as long as you follow the dream they do get quieter they don't always go away sometimes they do but sometimes it's just like you know it's not like that's bad or wrong that I'm feeling that way it's like let let it exist but also keep moving forward yes I love that that's so powerful beautiful I love that and and Beck what is like I think this is a really interesting question that I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anyone ask on a podcast before, but I'm going to ask you. So I feel like what I hear often is that when, so as a mentor and a coach, sometimes we can get really wrapped up in X amount of sales per month, X amount of cash per month, like lots and lots of numbers. And often these numbers, you know, define 
our worth or our success, right? And we know that we know that we shouldn't and that it shouldn't, but often that's kind of where it leads, right? And so I would love for you to speak to any kind of coaches or mentors that are listening that are feeling like pressure to continue to hit those big numbers. They have big dreams, they have big goals, but let's say the end of the month is approaching and they're feeling um, fearful and doubt and disappointed maybe that they, they're not hitting, you know, what they believed was possible. Like, what would you, do you ever experience this firstly? And like, what would you say to those women to help them and support them in shifting their state to continue to get inspired and excited about what they're creating without feeling that like pressure that, that kind of like turns into like a dark cloud? Okay. I love this so much. Okay. And I, first of all, I totally get it. And I think there was a part where, especially when I started to do like very consistent hundred K months and I was like, I'm going to, there was a part where I was like, I'm not going to talk about this. Like, this is, this isn't like too much. It's too big. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to own this because I, if I don't own it, how can I ever expect my clients to own it? So I, I've, you know, it's something that you want so badly. And then it happens and you're like, I don't know how to talk about this. Like, I don't want it to feel too much, but I'm like, this is such an edge. Like celebrating my first six figure month was like the biggest edge ever. And it was so uncomfortable. Mm. And it was just like, I'm going to do it from me because this is big, but I think it's, it's definitely a fine line between attaching my worthiness to that. And also I have experienced as well, where I've seen my mentors have like million dollar months and it's like oh my gosh like how do I like that doesn't even make sense in my head but I think something that I you know especially when we're beginning like when you're beginning your job is to just move and your job is to just go meet your edge because here's the thing like if in 30 days you make zero dollars and then on the next day you make $10,000 like does it even matter no you're not going to care that last month was zero dollar month like it does not matter and so I try really hard and not all the time like sometimes I'm like I'm going to celebrate this month but for me what I do and this is like a trick that I like to do it's really fun this is kind of not really related at all but I'm going to share it it's coming up for a reason is if like what I like to do sometimes with my clients is if they have like a two thousand dollar day or let's say a ten thousand dollar day in their business like a day what really helped me to build up to the te- like 100K months wasn't trying to hit 100K in a month. I was just focusing on day by day. If I've done 10K in a day, I can do it again and I can do it again. And we're really shrinking that time. So one really fun thing for you to do, like I'm just going to use two, you know, $2,000. If you've had a 2K day, you times that by 30 and that's your energetic match for the month. So it's like you're a match right now for $60,000 because if you've done it in a day, you can do it again. Again, you can do that in another day. And it's like really compounding that time. If you've had a 10K day, you're an energetic match for, 30, for a $300,000 month. And it's not that we need to hit that, but it's a really fun, like mind playing of like, you play with the energy, like don't worry about hitting it in a month, but like, that's what you're a match for right now. So can you just focus on doing it again and again and again and again? So I think that's a fun thing to play with where it's like, don't worry about it happening because I've had months where, I had months last year and we had, I had a lot of personal things happen last year. I had months last year that were like, you know, 
$80,000 and I also had months that were like $5,000. It's like, did that mean anything? No, because at the end of the day, I still had an extraordinary, it didn't matter whether it came in month 10 or month one. It's like, it doesn't matter. So it's like, nothing means anything. And I think it's really detaching from the meaning that we give it around the month. And I think, you know, you get to celebrate and you get to be inspired, like let yourself be inspired and expanded, but try as much as possible to detach from like 30 days. Because I mean, what significance does 30 days have anyway? I mean, if you, like I said, it's like, if you make $0 in 30 days and then you have, I don't know, a 20,000 or $100,000 day, like, which is totally possible by the way. And I think it's like being open to the fact that money can come in at any moment, at any time. Like, do you actually believe that you can be paid at any moment, at any time? Because if you did believe that it wouldn't matter, you know? hundred percent. I love that so much. I think it's a very, very powerful answer because I feel like, you know, getting activated by what's possible, but at the same time, balancing that out with like, this doesn't really mean anything because if anything is possible, like day 30 or day 31 is, is, it doesn't matter because day one, the next month, like, like you said, you can make what you made the entire month before in one day. And it's like, it's less about kind of attaching the meaning and your worth around it, but it's more around getting expanded and excited about what's possible. And, and I think that something else that you touched on as well is like, I guess like focusing on like the service and focusing on like what you feel led to create and bringing back like that big magic vibe from, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert. It's more about like, how can you get so excited about what you're creating as opposed to the result? Cause I feel like in that space of inspiration, like that's when the results come, right? I was just going to say, I'm like, the funny thing is, is that the more you detach and the more you move and the more, more you hold a frequency of like, oh my God, like, what if it, what if like something so crazy, like what if that happened, but not like it has to happen. Like there's a very big difference, but like being excited about a huge possibility of like, this could be the best month ever. And also how would I want it to feel? Like if there were no rules on how it was done, then what would I want to do? I was asking myself that question a lot with the 100K months. I was like, if it had never been done before, then how do I want to feel what I want to do? My first 100K month, I got COVID. I think we, I took like two weeks off. I was barely working because I was sick. And then we were on ho- we went on a holiday and it's like, that was the first like 100K cash month. And I was like, see, this is what I mean. Like I was in my PJs for half of the month, like watching Netflix and like just posting fun offers off my phone. Um, it's like, the more we actually detach from like, oh my God, it has to happen. And we let go of all that pressure and think about it from an energetic standpoint, like money doesn't want to come and hang around with us when we're like pressuring and like, it has to be this way. And it has to come through that way. It's like, I mean, we've, I'm sure we've all like created an offer and be like, if 10,000 people join this, I'll have a million dollar month. Or if 50 people join this, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars. And it's like, I used to do that. And I think it's okay to do that from a fun perspective. Like, Oh, that would be fun, but not like, Oh my God, because then everything else is lack. If you said a thing of like, okay, I need 10 people to join this offer. One person's going to join the offer and you're going to feel excited. Two people are going to join the offer. And then as time goes on, everything but 10 is going to feel like lack. And I think that's a really big thing that I had to really catch myself. Cause I was definitely getting into that pattern of like, if I hit 97,000 and not a hundred thousand, make it like it's just bullshit like when did we decide that you know it's like it's definitely a balance but I think yeah the more fun you can have the more you tap into that frequency because it is a very like you you do have to be thinking you know if I want to hit 100k and I'm just going to use that as an example maybe like you do need to strategically look at it and go okay well do my offers actually align like do I actually have the product suite that enables that to work and it can't just be it can be but it's going to be hard if it's private clients all the time so it's like it does need to strategically make sense but it's also about you then just moving and going after it and 
fully deciding that you're all in, but then also, you know, the energetic stuff as well. Yes. Oh, so good. So powerful. And I have one last question for you because I think this is a question. I wonder if you get this often, but I know I get this all the time when it comes to like when it comes to um, that next level of success, let's say someone is wanting to reach a new level in their business and they have recognized that they've got this underlying fear of being judged. So I feel like so many of us have this, right? And like we said before, it doesn't mean it ultimately ever goes away. But is there something that you find comforting or reassuring that sets you on the right path when that noise, as you as you call it, is uh, is dialed up around what other people might be thinking of you and judging you and family members and friends and all those all those things. Is that something that you tell yourself or something that you do when that comes up? Well, it's really funny. So when I was in New Zealand, I had like a calendar with all of my different offers and I had I had a goal for the month for $333,000. We didn't quite hit it, but um, it was it was just like, I just play with golf sometimes. I'm like, oh, that would be fun. And my dad walked in and he's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's my goal for the month. He's like, cool. Like, and that's the first time I'd ever told, like, I don't tell people what I want to hit for the month. Like, I don't even know sometimes, sometimes I'm just moving and then it adds up, but it's like, I don't really tell a lot of people because I just want to go do it and then I'll tell them afterwards. So I don't really experience judgment because I don't, apart from my mentors that I will tell sometimes, but even then sometimes I don't tell them. I'm just like, sometimes for the month I'll, I'll be like, Oh, that would be really fun. And sometimes I'm like, do you know what? I just want to have so much fun this month. Like I always set a context for my mom. So I always have like a theme and it always kind of resonates with whatever I'm like, whatever program I'm running. So it's like, I have different themes and sometimes it feels really aligned to be like, Oh, that would be really fun for this month. But a lot of the time I'm like, let me just have the most extraordinary month. Let me go all in. Let me really embody this context is this, this theme that I have for the month. And, and let me just see what's on the other side of this. Like the, the hundred K months came from me just going, I am not even going to set a goal, but I'm going to go meet my edge. And I, and I, it happened last year, December. I was like, I'm going to go meet the edge of this year. And I'm like, like never before. It was like, I know it's December. I know it could have gone all in a lot sooner, but I'm going to go like never before. And I'm just going to have fun. And I just like went all in with everything. Like my branding, like I just went all in with posting, went all in with content. I went all in with offers. Like I just went all in. And then the flip side of the, on the back end of that was the most extraordinary thing ever. Like I, I couldn't have even imagined it. Like, and this is why like the path, like if we're sometimes trying to figure out all the steps, like we don't know, but as soon as you just decide that you're going to go all in, they start to reveal itself. So in a really long winded way, I, I don't always know. I don't even always know the goal, you know? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I don't really share it. And in terms of judgment, I mean, I want to be surrounded by people that love me for me. And I think with family, sometimes they don't always understand, but they don't need to understand. They don't need to, because it's my vision and not theirs. And I don't even understand what I do sometimes. Like when people say, what do you do? I'm like, I, how do I, I don't, I don't know. There's so many things. So it's like, if people don't understand, I, I don't need to judge them for it, you know, or I don't need to feel bad because it's like it's not their dream to hold it's mine and I'm going to go meet the edge of this dream and on the other side I'll celebrate amen so good I love that so much it's like so much respect for everyone else and recognizing that they are on their own path and we have different lenses of everything and they don't need to see what you see but if yeah. that doesn't need to prevent you from moving forward with what it is that you want to create yeah 100% love that so beautiful thank you so much Beck this oh. was like Thank Such you. an incredible conversation. Pimp yourself out. Where can we find you? Where can we see your beautiful offers? Tell us all the things. 
Instagram's like my main jam right now. So just <laughs> Rebecca Statham on Instagram. Perfect. We'll make sure to link that in the show notes for everyone. If you want to check out Beck and find out more about what she's offering. So, so, so exciting. And thank you so much, Angels, for being here and listening to us on Fierce Female Radio. We'll catch you guys soon. Thank you for having me. Bye. If you're vibing this show, please leave us a review. We would love to be of value to more Fierce Females and you can totally help us grow. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fierce Female Co. And don't forget to share this episode podcast on your Instagram story. Tag us and share your top takeaway. I would love to know what you got out of the show. And this is really a great way for you to think about what value this brought to you and how you might use this in your own life. I love you. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the love, light, and fierceness. And we'll see you soon.